we are all painfully aware of the phony kinds of confidence, like the macho man, the bad boy, or the demanding or high-maintenance diva. But in today's episode, you are going to learn something about fear, something about yourself, and something about life that will allow you to exude the most attractive kind of confidence, the kind that comes from simply being comfortable in your own skin. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I am very excited about our topic today. As you know, at the beginning of the year, I started a series of podcasts, this is part five of seven, called The Pursuit of Intimacy. And what I have been doing is trying to give you the most practical information, wisdom, guidance that I can come up with. I mean, the most practical, usable, uh, valuable information I can give you so that you can attract your life partner this year. I'm sort of your advocate here. I'm like, I know you've been searching for a while. I know you probably are sick of the dating scene and sick of the search and nothing would probably make you happier than to finally meet someone this year and get on with your love life and get out of the online dating thing, get out of the search mode and finally meet someone and, you know, just get on with it. Okay. And so I'm coming alongside you and say, all right, based upon the decades of experience I have in working with people and the decades that I've worked on my own journey and my own love life, and then the years and years of training that I've had in consciousness and relationships, I'm, I'm trying to summarize everything that I've really learned is important to create a healthy, sustainable relationship and put it into this seven-part podcast series. Right? So that's where my heart is. I, I, I don't want to get real spiritual. I don't want to, I don't want to get, you know, way out in la la land. I want to get down in the dirt and give you, you know, the practical stuff. Here's what you need to focus on if you want to find a partner this year. And so in week one, we talked about your physical presentation. It's not everything, but that's a big part. In week number two of the series, we talked about your purpose or your passion. Really having a, a passion for something in your life makes you very attractive as a person. Then last week, we talked about your social life and the changes that might need to happen in your social skills and in your social life in general that play a big part in attracting a partner. And so all of this is being designed to give you the opportunity to experience a complete makeover, like a, like a whole new you, like kind of a reset, kind of like a, a rebooting of your own beingness. And so we're touching on these different areas of our lives in hopes that you take these things, that you make the appropriate changes where needed in your own life. And you really get yourself ready to meet someone this year. And so this week, man, are we into a fascinating uh, conversation because we're talking about confidence this week. We're talking about kind of like that, that, inner, that inner way you think of yourself. We're talking about, in a sense, I guess, your self-image your self-concept. We're talking about kind of how you feel about yourself. 
which of course transfers into how you carry yourself and how you show up in the world, right? Because we all know that, we all know how important confidence is. And, And a lot of us feel like maybe we lack some confidence. We might be shy. We might not feel like we have that much to offer. We may sometimes, if we're honest, admit we don't feel good enough or we might not feel lovable or we might not feel desirable, right? And so we, 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 we're aware of these feelings in us that show that we lack some confidence, but we really do know, we all know, I think, how important confidence is because without it, it's difficult to make any type of connection because when you have some confidence, one of two things is going to happen. When you have confidence, you're going to initiate something. You're going to move toward someone. You're going to take a chance. You're going to start a conversation. You're going to, if you're online, send a message. You're You're going to initiate, you're going to move towards. And if you don't feel confident, you know, you don't do those things, right? If you don't feel very good about yourself, I think I'm going to get rejected. And and so therefore, I'm not going to take a chance and approach someone, start a conversation, okay? So that's the one side is without confidence, you might not take a chance, move forward, initiate something, start something. But on the other side, it's the same way. Somebody might approach you. They might send you a message online. They might approach you in a bar or or at an event or at a coffee shop or in the airport. And if you don't have confidence, you won't receive it, right? You won't respond to it. You won't be with it and enjoy it and flirt back, you know, create conversation. In other words, you won't give the person a clear message. I'm right here. You know, come get me. I'll dance with you, right? If you don't feel confidence, then you might not either put yourself in an environment where someone could approach you because you're feeling like I don't really have much to offer or, you know, whatever inner belief you might have, you, you, you won't even put yourself in a situation where people can meet you. Right. But then if you are somehow, and let's just say you go to Starbucks or Panera bread or something like that, and somebody's in line behind you. Right. And, 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 and the man or the woman starts a conversation with you. And if you don't feel confident in yourself, if you're kind of shy, and I, I don't mean introverted, but I, but I mean sort of I don't believe in myself. I'm going to give you a definition of confidence in a minute. But if you, don't, if you lack confidence, you won't engage with them. You'll give them the message that I'm not interested. I'm not available. I'm not approachable. Okay, so on either side of if you're the initiator without confidence, you won't initiate. If you're more of a responder, well, you won't respond because you don't have confidence. And thus, your love life is not going to go anywhere. So I think for your love life to go anywhere, it requires maybe a confidence makeover. Do you feel like you might need one of those? There was a time in my life where I wish I could have heard this podcast because I want to tell you what I'm going to talk about today. This is very personal. In fact, almost everything I talk about on this podcast, I have personally experienced, and that is certainly true in, in this arena of life. And I think in some podcast somewhere, I have shared this story with you. I want to share it again because I'm sometimes wonder if people actually believe me on this, but this is really, this is the God's honest truth. Um, I remember when I was single, um, 
this this is probably around 2005 or so. I remember going to certain bars and back when I was single, I sort of knew where the singles bars were for people my age. Back then, what is that, like 17 years ago? So I was like around, what, 47-ish, you know, 46, 45. Um, I knew places around the Chicago area where I am from that this is where singles go on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And I would go to these places and they were singles bars. They were pickup bars. They were where single people would go to hang out. Everybody knew it, and everybody went there for that reason. And I remember going to those places, and I'd get a drink, and you know, I was by myself sometimes. Other times, I might have been with a, a buddy or something. But I remember being at those places for anywhere from two to four hours and never start a conversation with a woman the entire night. And the place was filled with them. I mean, the women were at the singles bar for the same reason I was. Many of them were dressed to kill, right? They were, they were wearing the come fuck me shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they were wanting to be hit on. They were wanting to, to meet someone. Everybody was there for that reason. And yet I lacked confidence so deeply that I wouldn't even walk over to a woman and say, hello, my name is Roy. I was terrified of that. I had given women so much power over my self-image that I was terrified of being rejected because that would happen, right? Some women would be responsive. Oh, hi, Roy. My name is Susie. And I saw you standing over there for a while. I'm glad you came over to say hello. I was hoping you would. Right. Others would be like, uh, nah, dude, not now. I don't think we're a good fit. Right. And the fear of that was debilitating. It was paralyzing. And I look back on it and I shake my head because, well, we're going to get into this in a minute. But I just share that story with you so that you know that I understand the feeling of the fear of rejection, the fear of, you know, someone just not responding positively and it becoming awkward and um, just the, the scariness of, of that whole thing. I understand that. I've been there, right? And part of what's happened to me, because right around then is when I started working with a coach, um, I think part of the reason why I ended up meeting my, my, my wife, the woman I'm with now, I met her in 2000, the very end of 2006, um, was because I had a confidence makeover done. It wasn't like purposely that, but that's what happened when I worked with my coach because we just worked on me. And as I grew and evolved and kind of understood my shit a little bit and some of my sabotaging behaviors and some of my blind spots, you know, all the stuff I do with my clients, um, I, I, I ended up having a confidence makeover to the point where when I went to the personal growth conference where I met my wife, I mean, I just sat down next to the woman who I'm now married to, never knew her before, never saw her before. She was just the best looking thing in the room. And I sat down next to her at a, at a conference and I, I just had the confidence to chat with her, to flirt with her, to engage her in conversation. And, and my wife, who is not one who you would look at, and if you met her, you would not necessarily think she exudes confidence because she doesn't have a type A personality. Like we're going to talk about this. You know, my personality is a little bit more out there. I'm a bit more aggressive. I'm very verbal. 
um, it's easy to look at me and think, oh, he's got confidence just because of the persona that I present. But see, it wasn't true. And very often the persona we present is not the reality. I was a deeply insecure man for a long time, but I did some work with my coach. And when I sat down next to this woman at the conference, I mean, I was really able to engage and flirt and, and talk to her. And she was responsive. She flirted right back. She chatted right back. She was really letting me know that she was available and that, you know, she was engaging and, but she didn't have a real outgoing type of personality. She's, she's not type A, she's a type B, right? She's, she's not aggressive. She's soft-spoken. She's quiet. She doesn't want to be in the limelight, right? She, I had to drag her kicking and screaming to do a podcast with me back in the beginning of the show. Um, she didn't want to, she doesn't want to be in front of a microphone. She doesn't want to be in front of a camera. She doesn't really want anyone to see her, (laughs) but she had a confidence. It was that quieter kind of inner confidence. And so that changed the whole trajectory of my love life. And I guess that's where I want to begin is now that we know how important this is, and I think you've already know, I want to define what confidence is and I want to define what confidence isn't. I think it's really important here that you not misunderstand um, and think like, oh, to grow in confidence, I'm going to have to become someone that I'm not or someone I'm not comfortable with. It isn't that way at all. So first off, we talk about confidence. We are not talking about introverts and extroverts. We are not talking about introverts needing to become extroverts. When we talk about confidence, we are not saying that if you are not very verbal, you need to become very verbal. Not at all. Okay? This is really not about changing those kinds of things about us. Has nothing to do with it. Okay? So if you are a soft-spoken quiet introvert like my wife, you can still have confidence, but it's not going to look like the outspoken life of the party, you know, talking a mile a minute, being aggressive, you know, initiating, taking charge. It's not that, okay? Not that at all. So that's the first thing. The second thing is confidence, it's not about, like we have these images of the macho guy, right? Oh, he's con- he's macho, he's tough guy, right? He, he looks strong, he's, he carries himself with that macho stuff. That is not what I'm talking about with confidence. Very often the people that the macho type You know, um, the bad boy type are the most insecure of us all, okay? So we're not talking about becoming a macho jerk. We're not talking about, you know, taking out a little bad boy attitude, you know, or, or any of that, okay? So we're not talking about that, nor are we talking about confidence is being a diva, I think there's a real image out there. Feminine confidence is about being a diva, kind of feeling better than, elitist, you know, uh, high maintenance, narcissistic, you know, I'm the most important thing, I'm the hottest thing, and everyone's just got to get out of my way kind of thing. That is not it either. So when we talk about growing in confidence – It's not about trying to get you to be macho or to get you to be a diva. No, not. That's not it. Okay. Now, in in the conventional world, yeah, that really is it. Okay. Um, But that's what this podcast is all about. 
I mean, you're not listening to this because you want um, the conventional wisdom on the pursuit of intimacy, right? That's that stuff is boring. It's old. It doesn't work. Um, this is about conscious wisdom. This is about the mindful approach to these things. And so when we talk about confidence from a conscious, mindful, evolved perspective. Yeah, we're not talking about changing your personality from introvert to extrovert. We are not talking about you becoming macho or becoming a diva. Okay, Nor are we talking about confidence is something that's derived through comparison or competition. This is very important. To be conscious, to be to be confident in the way that we're talking about here in this episode is not coming from you comparing yourself to others and feeling better. No, well, I'm confident because I'm better than that asshole. That okay, or I'm confident because I got more going for me than them, or I've got more to offer than them, or I'm a higher. I'm a, a high value person. That's a big phrase right now on the internet with all these stupid, goofy podcasts out there that are just espousing 1950s backward conventional wisdom. Got to be a high value man and a high value woman. Well, the only way you come up with the definition of what's high value and not is by comparing yourself to other people. Right? So that's just mind ego nonsense. I've got more money or I've got better looks or I've got a better career path or you know I've got a better life situation. So I'm high value and you just get that by comparing. That's not it. Okay? For one one obvious reason. There's always someone if you're going to compare yourself who's better than you. <laughs> There's, in fact, there's probably a lot of people who have a lot more money than you, are better looking than you, have a better career path than you, have have got a lot more going from them, you know, in a conventional way than you do. So whenever you live in that comparative world, it's a double-edged sword. You might feel better than some, but you're you're never going to feel really secure in who you are because there's always a lot of people that are better than you. Okay, so confidence is not comparing yourself or is it competing? I'm confident because I beat you in this. I'm better than you in this, right? I can do better. I can achieve more. So it, it's got nothing to do with that. So what is, what is the conscious perspective's definition of confidence? And I thought a lot about this. And the best way that I can put it is that it's being comfortable in your own skin. That's what it means. It means to be comfortable in your own skin. And that's what I want to explore. I want to explore kind of what that means and um, how you can be more comfortable in your skin. Okay? Because when you're when you're comfortable in your skin, when you're comfortable with who you are, you know, it, it's um there's an ease about you. There's no braggadocia. There's no over-the-top macho playing some role, acting tough or something. There's no inclination to be a diva, to be high maintenance, you know, and do all that. There's just this inner sense of ease. This is an inner sense of presence, I guess you could say. And it's not forced. It's not contrived. It's, it's quite natural. It's almost a sense that you know you, you have this comfortableness in your skin when you don't think about yourself. Okay? When you don't think, am I confident, am I not? I'm just like, I'm just comfortable with who I am. So the more self-conscious you are, 
The more you think about yourself, the more you're worried about yourself, the more you're concerned about yourself and your image and how you're coming off, that shows insecurity. It doesn't show security. It shows insecurity because you're obsessed about it and you're trying to control it or manufacture it. That's why I said the the macho person, the diva, are by far the most insecure of all of us because they got this sense that I've got to prove it. I've got to act like it. I've got to have this persona, right? But when you are truly confident, you don't need any of that. You don't really think about yourself very much. You're just comfortable with who you are. You're just comfortable in your skin. And it's it's easy. So when you're around people, you don't intimidate, but you also don't dominate. And you put people at ease. And people feel at ease around you, right? So I think you're getting a little bit of a flavor of what it feels like when you have this more evolved kind of confidence. It's kind of a no-self confidence. Like I'm not worried about me. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not lost in what do you think of me and do you like me and am I this, am I that, enough of that. It's like, no, I'm, I'm just me. I'm enough. That might be That might be what the real sensation is, is that you might recognize, you know, maybe I'm not as high value as that person, right? It's like, I'm enough. I'm okay. I may not be the richest, the prettiest, uh, whatever category you might want to evaluate people on, but I'm enough. I love who I am. I'm good enough, right? And and that gives you that, I'm just comfortable being me. I'm comfortable in my skin. Some people will really resonate with me and like me and feel compatible with me and chemistry with me, great. Some people won't, great. There, it's like there's no effort in me to get someone to like me or to convince them to like me. See, that comes from a lack of confidence. So the big question is, how do we move in that direction? And I just want to say, perhaps we never really reach the level I just described where we're just so comfortable in our skin that we don't think about ourselves very much. We're not worried about our image. We're right. I mean, so I, I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to set the bar so high that people feel I can never get there. I can never be that comfortable in my skin, right? And I just want to say, you really don't need to be the most evolved person in the whole world, right? The issue is. Can I grow in that direction a little bit, <laughs> right? Can I become more comfortable in my skin? Can I feel a little bit more at ease around new people, strangers, attractive people, right? That's one of the ways you can tell about how comfortable in your skin you are is when you're around people that you're very attracted to. Right? I think if we're around people that we're not attracted to physically, like there's no chemistry, we have no interest in them as a, a life partner, a sexual partner, I think a lot of us feel pretty comfortable having conversations with them and you know bantering and just being friendly and that kind of stuff. But when you meet someone that, oh my God, I'm really attracted to that person. It's like, oh boy, right? It's like, Woo, mama, right? I can feel that. Like I would love to get to know them. I, uh, you know, I would love to spend some time with them. Then that's when you find whether you're, you have this comfortableness in your own skin is because the more that you're comfortable in your skin, you're going to be with both groups of people the same way. People that you're not attracted to, they're just people. You enjoy them. You're talking to them. 
oh, this person's great looking, you know, whatever, whatever it is that makes them very attractive to you. You don't feel any different. You're, you're kind of in that same easy place inside of you, right? And like, there's this old, um, this old story about a Zen, a Zen monk. I think it was in Japan or something. I don't know. This might have been many thousands of years ago. I don't even know, but I read it somewhere in a book where this guy, this Zen monk, thought he was uh, enlightened, and he got invited to like the presidential palace, right, to meet the the emperor of Japan or something like that. And when he went to meet that person, he noticed his his palms were sweaty. And he was nervous about it. And he walked away from that meeting and he went back to his medication cushion and said, I'm not enlightened. I, I, he, I think he spent like 10 years, you know, in a cave meditating because he knew that the minute I got around some quote special people, I started feeling self-conscious. I was nervous. I was wondering, am I good enough? Or how do they think about me? It's like, oh, okay. So I'm still wrapped up in my ego. And yes, I got more work to do. The point being is that when you're beyond ego and you're really comfortable in your skin and you're not comparing and competing, which is what the ego does, then you meet people the same way, whether you find them attractive or not. There's that comfortableness. Okay, so we might not be able to become fully enlightened beings here, but we can move in that direction. That's what I want to offer you. I want to give you three perspectives that I have learned. I'm still learning. I'm still working on these things, people. I'm not just saying that. It is true. I have not arrived, Um, but these are things that I'm working on. These are things that I know can help you get to that place where you feel that kind of inner confidence, that ease that is going to allow your love life to flourish. So here's how I want to, here's how I want to say this. Um, Being comfortable in your skin comes from knowing three things. And when I say knowing, I mean knowing them like deep in your bones. Okay. And real knowledge comes kind of in through the top and it works its way down in our bodies. Like when you really know something, it starts by in your head, you understand it, okay? But to really know something is is more than just understanding it. It's kind of feeling it in your heart. So the knowledge moves from understanding into the emotional realm. It's like, oh, I can feel that now, right? I I, I, I do understand it intellectually, but now I sort of understand it emotionally. It's touching me in my heart. It's affecting my feelings, right? But that doesn't stop there. It goes from your heart into your gut where it's like, no, this is, I know it, right? It's like, I know it. And it's not just intellectual. It's not just emotional. Now it's kind of instinctual, It's become a part of me, right? And so being comfortable in your skin is about knowing three things. And these three things, you will know them and you will grow in your knowledge of them from your head to your heart to your gut. Okay, so what is the first thing? To grow, to be comfortable in your skin means you know something about fear. Okay, Because fear is what we're talking about here, isn't it? We talk about confidence and meeting people, initiating the fear of rejection. We're really talking about fear, aren't we? Like maybe a good definition of confidence is the absence of fear. That might be as good as anything else. If I'm just not afraid, then I'll just be me. I'll just respond to the moment. I'll just show up and interact and just go with the flow. Uh, there's no fear here. So when you're comfortable in your skin, you know something about fear, okay? And what is it that you know? 
you know in your head, your heart, and your gut that fear is an illusion. Like it's not real. It's, it's, I almost want to say it's not a big deal. You see, when you're, when you're, when you're caught in fear, it appears that it's life and death. It appears that a lot is on the line. It appears that it's a big deal. So I'm at that singles bar and there's a bunch of women there that are there to meet men. And I'm afraid to go talk to them because they might reject me. And I feel like that's a big deal. Like it's real. Like it's not an illusion. And I don't mean it's not an illusion that they won't reject them. They could have rejected me, right? But I thought it was so real that it would have killed me, that it would have really harmed me, that it would have done damage, right? So some fears are real. These kind of fears are not real. Like some fear, you're on a busy street, you're going to step out into traffic, a little fear comes up. Yeah, because it's real. Because you can get your ass run over. Okay? But you're, you're, you're at a grocery store and you see someone over there and you want to go say hello and introduce yourself. You think it's the same thing. Oh, my God. It's good. If, if they blow me off, if they shrug me away, if they tell me I go away, like it's going to be the same as getting hit by a car. And I was like, no, it's not. It, it's nothing. It's just, they don't like you. It's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> it's just a rejection. And once you get rejected, if you take a stethoscope out of your pocket and you put it in your ears and you put that little monitor on your chest, hey, my heart's still beating. I haven't died. What really happened? Did it, did it harm me in any way? Did it ruin me in any way? Did it, was it that bad when they laughed at me or when they rejected me or scoffed at me or acted like I was being a creep or whatever could happen? No. It's like, see, so sometimes we have taken chances and we have gotten rejected. But you know what that doesn't do? That doesn't show us that being rejected is not the end of the world. Sometimes we let it be real and we make it mean something. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not desirable. And we, 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 we make a whole story out of it. Oh, that girl or that guy rejected me. Or back in high school, someone said this to me. Someone said that to me and you make a whole life out of it. You give it life. You, you, you give it a life in you. And now you carry around this mind made image that you're unlovable or unwanted or undesirable or you're too quirky or you're weird or you're neurotic or whatever. And so you've taken a rejection personally. Seriously. And you've made it mean something about you. And so then it shuts you down. Because every time you get around a new person or the possibility of interacting with someone, that old stuff comes up and says, you know, you're not desirable. You're not wanted. You're quirky. You're neurotic. And, you know, why should you interact with that person and have them tell you that again? And so you make it so real that it, you shut yourself down. And can anybody relate to that or is it just me? Okay. So, so the person who's comfortable in their skin knows something about fear. You know, it's not, it's not real. I mean, all it means, like if somebody rejects us, all it means is they don't like us. It doesn't mean nobody will. It doesn't mean everybody's going to feel that way. It just means they don't feel that way. 
And if you think about it, there could be all kinds of weird reasons why a person rejects you that has got nothing to do with you. You know, if you're a guy, you walk up to someone and you start a conversation and they kind of brush you off and, you know, you've, you've got a little facial hair, right? You got a little beard or, you know, kind of in style these days. You don't know, maybe their ex-husband had that same facial hair style and, and they didn't like you because on some unconscious level, you reminded them of their ex-husband who cheated on them. So she brushes you off. It's got nothing to do with you. Right? Maybe you're a woman, you know, and, and you're kind of giving the vibe to a guy that you're smiling at him. You're letting him know. You know how women have a, a way of letting a man know that they would like to be approached, right? My, my coach famously said that women always choose the men. It's just the smart women make the men think it was their idea, <laughs> okay? Meaning women have this beautiful seductive quality about them. You can look at us. You, you just, the way you are, you can give a message. Hey, come talk to me, moron, right? Like, and so, you know, you might not, you might not, you might do that and the guy doesn't come talk to you or if he does, he doesn't then ask for your number and and you could take that, you could take that personal, you can make that real and, but you don't know, perhaps the outfit you're wearing reminds them of their, their sister and they hate their sister. You know what I mean? And it's like, because, one of the things we need to understand is attraction. Chemistry is a very mysterious thing, right? I mean, I think there's some studies on pheromones. There's certainly an unconscious part of us. We have all of our history and our lives and our experiences, all the junk and trauma is stored in our bodies. And you can meet someone and unconsciously they're touching a trauma in you or, or you in them. And they don't even know what it is. And you don't know what it is. All they know is I'm, I don't feel like there's a connection. I don't feel that thing. And so when you're on this path of understanding and if you're wanting to feel comfortable in your skin, you just know something about fear. You, you know that it's not real. That that, that, that that whole stuff I just described that's really what's going on between people, whether we're aware of it or not. And most of the time, we're not aware of it. Okay, so that's the first thing. We need to know in our heads, our heart, and in our gut that fear isn't real. There's nothing to be afraid of, really. You can sometimes ask yourself if you're afraid to initiate or to respond to someone. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, well... She's going to tell me uh, I'm an idiot and to go away. Okay, let's say she says that to you. Then what happens? I don't know. I guess I walk away. Okay, then what happens? I guess I go back and talk to my friends. Then what happens? I guess I see a new girl and I walk over and say, hello, my name is Roy. Right? I mean, sometimes with fear, if you play it out in your head, like... If, if the fear comes true, then what? And then what? And then what? And you're going to find eventually it's like, well, nothing. <laughs> nothing. They didn't like me. That's all. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a declaration of you and your value. It's just their opinion. Okay? So that's the, you get, you get comfortable in your skin when you understand what fear is. And that it's not real. The second thing is you get comfortable in your skin when you know what, you know you're something about yourself, right? Again, we're saying being comfortable in your skin comes from knowing three things. You know about fear. It's an illusion. Secondly, you know yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you know what your gift is to give. In intimacy, you have a self-knowledge. 
is that old phrase from ancient Greece, know thyself. Part of confidence, it's not that I'm better than this person or that person. It's not comparing yourself. It's just knowing this is my gift to give an an intimacy. I have something to offer. It may not be what other people have to offer. I don't care. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with my gifts. And I know I have something to offer someone in a relationship. And it's not about how much money you make. This is about who you are as a person, right? But a person who has this kind of evolved consciousness, I could uh, confidence, I could say, has a knowledge of their own gift. Like, and this is sometimes, I'll ask my clients this, and I'll, I'll ask you, why should a person reorganize their entire life and put you right in the middle of it? Why should a person reorganize their entire life And put you right in the middle of it. Because you tell me, is that not what happens when you meet someone, you fall in love and you're dating and you want to get married or live together or be in a committed long-term relationship? Don't they kind of reorganize their schedules in their lives? Maybe their living spaces. Don't they reorganize your life and put you right in the middle of it? That that is what happens, right? Right? It's what I did with my wife. It's what my wife did with me. We met, we dated, we fell in love. And like, I'm putting you right in the middle of this whole thing. You know, my my show's already in progress. We're adding you right in the middle of it. Then why would a person do that for you, with you? There's got to be a reason, right? There's got to be a reason someone would reorganize their life and put you right in the middle. You must... You're bringing something of value. So what I'm saying is you are a high-value person, regardless of your history, regardless of what they call your body count, regardless of how many times you've been married, regardless of how much money you have, regardless of your medical situation, regardless of how many kids you got, you have something of value. You do. And somebody will find it valuable. Somebody will say that I want to reorganize my life and put that right in the middle of it. What I'm asking you is a person who's comfortable in their skin, they know what that is about themselves. They really do. They know why a partner would choose me. Now, this doesn't mean everybody's going to choose you. Because my particular gifts, your particular gifts and offerings and who you are, that doesn't work for everybody. And we don't need that. We just need one person. But when you sort of know, yeah, here's why a person should reorganize their entire life and put me right in the middle of it. When you know that about yourself, you walk with that into a room, you're comfortable in your skin. You know that not everybody will want it, but you know there is something I have to offer that's valuable. And I know that about me. And I'm comfortable in that. It's not better or worse than anyone. It's just my unique love expression. So let me share with you mine, okay? Because there was a time in my life Um, where my coach asked me, Roy, why should a woman want to be with you? What do you have to offer? Okay. And at the time, what I thought I had to offer was that I wanted her, that I wanted a relationship. And that ain't it. (laughs) We talked about that recently. You we talked about it in the in the passion episode. If, if if your passion in life is finding a partner that makes you unattractive, because you're going to come off needy and desperate, trying too hard, and all that. 
So I had to really think about that. And, and here's, here's what I know to be true. You know, I don't make a shitload of money. I am not famous. I don't have my own plane. <laughs> right. I don't wear $8,000 suits. I never wear a suit, but you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't have the material things that some guys do. Um, I don't look like George Clooney. Okay, I'm I'm not that good looking of a guy. I'm I, I just I'm kind of a normal guy. Okay, right. But here's what I do have. I have presence. When my wife is with me, she knows that I'm fully there with her, or at least usually. <laughs> I do get distracted sometimes. But but I have a I have a type of presence where people can feel seen. I have a type of presence, especially in intimacy, where people feel like I'm dialed in, that I'm paying attention, that I notice them, and that I'm able to bring, how would I want to say it? I'm able to help people Gosh, how do I say this? I provide a kind of insight, a kind of a direction to help people get where they want to go, which is why I'm a coach. Because I can be present with my clients. I can help them see themselves, get out from under self-sabotaging behaviors. I, I have a sense of direction that I can offer for people. I'm, I'm good at helping someone get good at something, to improve, to find out what's holding them back. See, so my gift is my ability to be present and to bring wisdom. That's probably the best way to say it. That That's where my confidence comes from, is that I can be present and bring wisdom. Does that mean I'm the smartest guy in the world? Does that mean I'm more present than the Buddha? Hell no. Okay? But it is it is something about me that I feel confident in. That I know that not every woman would love that, but many would. And many would love to put that kind of man in the middle of their life. Okay? So that's the one thing, presence and wisdom. The second thing is my sense of humor. I have a very good sense of humor. Okay? There's a stand-up comedian inside of me somewhere. But more than that, I, I have a, an ability to use humor to help people see things and to help them Break out of emotional patterns that are self-destructive. I can use my humor to serve someone's growth and to help them get unstuck. Okay? That is my gift in intimacy. My sense of humor and my presence wisdom. So when I started to really see that in myself... That's who sat down next to my wife in that conference 17 years ago. That's the guy that sat there. That was not the guy in the bar in 2005. Had I known that about myself, then I would have felt like, well, I don't know if every woman in this room is interested in that, but they should be. (laughs) They should be. Right? This... This being comfortable in your skin says these women, they should be, they are looking for a man like me to put me in the middle of their life. I know it. Okay? And if I know it, how easy it is to walk up to someone and say, hey, hello, my name is Roy. How are you? Because I'm going with this feeling that you want me, that you need me that I have something to offer you. And it's not in some arrogant way, right? I'm not saying it that way. I'm not even thinking of it like that. 
But there's this sense I'm bringing with myself that there's a worthiness here, right? There's a there's something to offer. Hey, if it if who I am resonates with you, we're in business. If not, okay, right? So I'm comfortable in my skin when first I understand fear is just an illusion. It's just it's just not real. And secondly, when I know that I have something to offer. I know myself. So let me ask you, what do you have to offer? And you can't just say I'm a loving person. That's too general. You can't just say, you know, I'm a nice guy. It's too general. Hear how I describe me. There's a presence that brings a sense of wisdom to help serve people's growth and and solve problems. And then there's a sense of humor that can shift people out of negative moods and help them see life in a different way. You see the specific of that, right? So I just want to challenge you to, there is something like that in you. Your feminine nature or your masculine nature has a gift. It's special. It's important. It's what makes you worthy. It's what makes you worth reorganizing your life and putting me right in the middle of it. And when you know that you're worthy of that, you carry that in your body and you know it in your gut you're just going to be more responsive to people. You're going to be more initiatory. You're going to be more engaging. You're just going to meet people with better body language, better eye contact. You'll be more playful. You'll be more relaxed. You'll be in that place of ease rather than self-consciousness. Okay? But there's a third thing, and we'll wrap up with this. Being comfortable in your skin comes from knowing three things, that fear isn't real, that you have something to offer, but you need to identify it. And third, you know something about life. You know something about life. And you know what that is? That it's not that fucking serious. It really isn't. You know something about life. I learned this from Michael Singer. You know, you know, not in your head, not in your heart, but in your gut, you know that you are sitting on a rock that is spinning around in empty space and there is nothing for millions and millions and millions of miles. You're sitting on this little speck of dust in this infinite universe and that little piece of dust is spinning around in circles and going around some sun. And it's been doing it for four and a half billion years. And you're going to be living for about 85. Tell me what's so serious. See, you know something about life. And I'm not saying you become a nihilistic. I'm not saying there's no meaning or anything like that. You, you just know in your head, in your heart, in your gut that you're just sitting, sitting on this rock that's spinning around in the middle of nowhere. So what are you anxious about? Really? You, where'd you come from? You don't know. Where are you going? You don't know. I mean, you might have your religious beliefs, but you don't know. Right? You might have faith about something, but you don't know. Nobody knows. So you don't know where you came from. You don't know where you're going. You're only here 80 years. The planet's been around four and a half billion. It'll be around four and a half billion after you. So what are you so uptight about? Really? What are you worried about? Why do you take yourself so seriously? See, so when you know that Life just isn't that serious that you don't take yourself that seriously. 
man, you could become awful comfortable in your skin. Because, like, I got nothing to lose. What's going to happen in the future? I'm going to die. And then it's whatever it is. So if that person rejects me, really? I'm going to worry about that? You know, I'm see, so this brings a sense of inner freedom when you really step back and you know something about life. You really know. You really know that, boy, in the grand scheme of things here, boy, what happened last year or what happened when I was a kid or what might happen next week. It's like, really? You're going to get all bent about that? And you got 80 years on this glorious planet, man. I mean, enjoy it. But but whatever you do, don't take it too seriously because you're here for a blink of an eye and you're gone. Okay? So when you know that about life, it's like there's kind of a natural confidence, a natural ease that that just shows up. Because you're not taking yourself or life all that seriously. Does that make sense? So can we grow in these things? Can we really be looking at fear? And and is it that big a deal? Is it real? Will it kill me? Right? And what do I have to offer? Can I... Can I grow in my self-understanding and can I grow in how I offer that? Like, here's a great question to hire me for. Roy, help me identify what my gift is. And then Roy, since I have that gift, how do I display it in the dating scene? Oh, would that be awesome to work with you around that? Roy, help me discover what my, what my gift is. And then if I've got this, how do I let no how do I let people know I've got it? How do I show it? Because I'm telling you that when you know what when you know what your what you have to offer, what your gift is, what makes you a high value person, when you know it and you put it on display, it's like magnetic it's like, give me some of that. Because I'm maintaining that maybe not everybody is going to want what you have to offer, but a whole shitload of people will. A lot of them. But if you don't know what it is, and if you don't know how to sort of advertise it, if you don't know how to show it, if you don't know how to, how to play those cards, then no one sees it. No one feels it. No one experiences that about you. But if you can find a way to to allow people to experience your gift, can I have some more of that? Right when I I met my wife, I made her laugh. You know, um, we had conversations where she knew I was listening and I had things to offer. She's like, "Give me some more of that." I'm like, "That's good." Like I like me some of Roy. I like some of that. <laughs> like, give me another helping of those mashed potatoes. You follow me? So you have to not only know what your gift is, but you, you have to know how do I show it to people without being weird. Okay? And then lastly, can we grow in our understanding that you're only on this planet for 80, 85 years and it's a blink of an eye and it's just going to be over And nothing is that serious. Just enjoy the ride. Relax about yourself. I think we can grow. I really do. And I'm here to help you with this stuff, right? That's what I do as a coach. When I help you have this kind of conscious confidence, you know, where you're comfortable in your skin, just being you, being free, free of fear, free of failure, free to offer your gift in the world. So if you want to work on that stuff, you know where to find me, right? Roy at coachingwithroy.com or my phone number 407-687-3387.
Now, next week is part six, and we are going to give you an emotional availability makeover. I know many people feel like they're emotionally available, and maybe not. Maybe not in the way you think, or maybe you're not as emotionally available in the ways that really matter. So next week, we're going to go all into that subject. And until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.